Welcome to the Furniture Artist Podcast, where Erin shares experiences, adventures, and challenges in the furniture artist life. If you love brushes and paint, and furniture is your canvas, you're in the right place. Now, here's Erin from the Bowtie Treasures Studio. Thank you, Nicole. Welcome to episode number three here in the Bowtie Treasures Studio. I'm Erin, and it's so exciting to be continuing this Furniture Artist Live discussion, and I had planned on covering a lot of topics, but amidst all the topics, I want to occasionally throw in a little bit of story experience just to keep it real with you all and how things go sometimes with our our life here in Pensacola, Florida. And today I'm going way back. If you listened to episode one, I gave you a little bit of a history of how I got started in furniture art. And this moment or this experience happened probably within the first six months of my getting started. 2016, fall, winter, kind of was where I discovered, hey, I'm, this is kind of enjoyable. Let me do more of this. By spring, it wasn't too long before I started having, I had a, a booth locally in a small, like a five by six booth. I mean, I was pretty excited just to get started. I had no idea what I was getting into. And you can go back to episode one and listen to more of that. But that summer, once I realized, hey, I really enjoy furniture projects. And um, I f- we came across a listing. I think at that time, Facebook Marketplace really wasn't huge. Craigslist was kind of the go-to uh, place to find furniture. And we found a listing. I believe it was for a dresser. It may have been for a desk. I'm not sure. But I think it was for a dresser. So we're like, well, let's go check this out. And we went to this house not far from where we are. But it's one of those houses that's set off from the street where you kind of park, you either park at the street and then you you don't know where you're getting into. So you walk down this path, kind of this gravel, dirt road. But it just kept going. And we finally came across this house. It's just set off a small little lake, super rundown and almost kind of scary rundown. Usually when you come across a house like that, that, the owners are older, they can't keep up, they don't have any help, they don't have any family around. So you're kind of wondering, you know, what's the story here? And uh, quickly upon that moment, we walked up to the house. We're greeted by, I think, family at the time. And from what we understand, the the, the elder, the mother had had passed away. But this house had been neglected. I mean, I don't know if this person didn't have any support. Sometimes I could imagine the the person doesn't want help, you know, like they get really angry. So we started walking into this house and it had sections added onto it, like a porch was added onto a family, kind of a make, it was a regular home, but you could tell that over time they had expanded. But immediately after walking in onto this little makeshift porch, you were into the kitchen. And the smell was so bad. 
smelled like cats and just unclean, unkept. We didn't, I don't think I saw any cats around. I, I think that they had, I'm going to say caged them, put them away in, you know, in kennels or something like that. But so, but the kitchen was filthy. Just, at, I will tell you, if I had walked into that house today, I would have probably turned around because I know what I would be getting into. Like, oh, this furniture is going to stink. It's going to be really a problem. It's, but remember 2017, I was just getting into this. I'm pretty naive. I'm thinking, hey, I've got a nugget of opportunity here. Well, we kept going and the next room was the dining room. Beautiful dining room table. They had a, a really nice china cabinet with old dishes. There were already other people there. And I forget if we if it was advertised in the state sale. It really wasn't. But we you know, I wouldn't I normally don't do dining room I don't do uh dining room sets, china cabinets rarely. So, but I knew there was a other furniture that we had seen listed. So I said, can I look at that? To the right was a bed, was a bedroom and there was a secretary desk. I, I, that may have been what we were there for. The dresser, we didn't, we did not buy the dresser, but I saw this desk and I'm like, Oh, looks pretty nice. It's all wood. I could tell it's old. I I really didn't know how old, Uh, nothing fancy about it. Of course. But at this time, I'm thinking this would be kind of nice to have contrasting wood. This part of the house didn't smell as bad. And I later on found out where most of the smell was coming from. We went further past that room and we got onto the master bedroom. And this is where the elderly lady had lived and everything was just, it was a wreck. Almost almost a hoarder level you know, the nightstands, the, the vanity desk, and just stuff everywhere. And often in the distance, we saw a little nice, uh, a beautiful nightstand that had some issues. Uh, we also, just around the corner in a bathroom, they had a, a really nice tall, I'm going to call it almost mission-style cabinet. So every room we went to, you know, you're kind of looking around for something that would be a good deal. But you're also starting to think about condition. In my inexperience, I didn't really think a lot about those kinds of things. Trust me, at this point in my career, I would be be nitpicking everything. What do I got to fix? What do I got to repair? What's the smell? What's the... Back then, you're just excited to come across some cool furniture. And that's pretty much where, where we were. And uh, so you, you um, I will give you a little tip, uh, intro, uh, a tip about when you're going to an estate sale or look at furniture, I love having someone go with me. Now, usually it's my wife uh, with me and she plays a really critical role for me in that I really love it when she can interact and socialize with the person. It takes the awkwardness off of me in you know, almost... Uh, investigating or interrogating that piece of furniture. I want to pull all the drawers out. I want to see if something's broken, if there's any damage, any chipped wood or peeling veneer. Or I usually find that if I'm by myself looking at something, I feel awkward that 
I'm, I'm almost insulting the person by overlooking at the piece. So if you have an opportunity to take somebody with you, give them the task of, hey, start up a conversation. Uh, talk about the house or the people or ask them some questions. And then while that's going on, I can pull a drawer out and almost check it out. And I can look at the back and I could pull it out a little bit. It's so helpful to have that. So that's my little tip uh, if you get that opportunity. So estate sales are really a great place for me to get furniture because, you know, we can quickly go through, we can kind of pick out which ones we want, and then we can look. Estate sales are easier to look at pieces because we're not insulting anybody. But if you're going to a house where someone's selling it person to person, if you will, it's a little harder. You know, it's their baby, it's their child or their parents, or they want to tell you more about it. I like to ask, do you, what do you know about this piece or how long have you had it? If, if I can get that information, that's always nice. They usually don't. They think it's really old and it's probably 70s. You know what I mean? They call it antique and it's only 30 years old. Anyway, so we've we've gone to three rooms in this house. We've seen a, a, a vanity a secretary desk, a decorative nightstand, and a tall cabinet in the bathroom. It was a bigger bathroom, but they had been using it for, you know, toiletries and other things, just a cabinet. Well, after we looked at those three pieces, and I'm not 100% accurate on the chronological timing, but I'm telling you kind of where we found the pieces. Going back from those rooms past the dining room, there was a family room off in the distance. When we went in that room, boom, we found out why the house smelled. It's, It's where the cats lived. The cats must have been constantly kept in this room with the door closed because they soiled the carpets it smelled like a cat world it was so bad but there was a console table in there that caught my eye and I'm not really thinking at the time in my inexperience that it was going to be difficult to get all the smell out eventually I wound up buying that piece Um, a total of four pieces we bought at the time, we did not have our trailer, which we have now. We have a five by eight enclosed trailer. So it took us two loads to get everything. I don't remember a lot about the price of what I paid and the haggling and the going back and out, you know, kind of get the package deal. I don't remember all of those, but I'm pretty sure that we 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 had it, we got a good deal on it. Nothing that in my inexperience I felt bad about. But um, it was interesting because there were more things there, but you just knew that you were going to have to get through layers of filth and clean it. Or how are you going to get it home? That's one reason I didn't buy a china cabinet. I had no way of getting it home. I didn't have a truck at the time. The floor in that place, you could walk on it. You could just feel the boards moving. So who knows what kind of rot. Like I said, today I probably would not have gone in there. At the time, I think there's a level of excitement and the hunt is on. You've probably done that if you've ever gone to a place and said, what kind of nugget can I find, a gem of... Well, uh, and I let me tell you real quick, uh, there are four pieces that we bought. And I'm trying to, thought about, trying to think about the best way to show it to you since this is a podcast. If you go to my Bowtie Treasures Facebook page, usually on, especially on desktop, there's a search bar. If you search for, there's four pieces you can look at the one um, is called dickens if you search for dickens you'll find the desk if you'll search for alpha you'll find the red console table and before i started naming pieces 
if you search for antique side table, you'll find the red side table. I had to actually replace the top because what happens is furniture that sits under a window and sometimes gets wet, let's say by dew, the sun will warp that wood. Well, the top had warped. I tried, I did everything I could to unwarp the wood. It just, it would not work. So I remade the top at, my, at the time with repurposed, really repurposed hardwood. It's kind of a different effect. I wound up selling in the booth. And then the fourth piece is called strawberry. Just to give you a little bit of background, again, I called the one piece antique side table. That was before I started naming projects. Today, I name all my pieces, most of my pieces, one so I can go back and find them. For this, this is the exact reason why I name my pieces. You can go back to my Facebook page and you can search for Dickens, for Alpha, for Strawberry, and you'll see those three pieces. So if you'd like to see what I'm talking about, go, go look for those. Strawberry, uh, we put blankets in it. It's just inside my our kitchen now. We still have that. Alpha, I sold fairly quickly. Dickens also sold in a, a, a decent amount of time. The interesting thing about this whole event is that we get all this furniture home, right? Maybe this is afternoon. Either that night or the next day, I get a phone call. or And they said, hey, by the way, we need that furniture back. We're like, what? Yeah, we just found out from the lawyers that the estate hasn't cleared. I think if I'm saying it right, has not cleared probate yet. How am I supposed to know that when I'm buying this furniture? You know, these people are selling the furniture. Come to find out, it's one of those scenarios where there's multiple siblings. And I think one of the siblings found out that another sibling was selling off all the furniture and that did not go well. By this time, I had already cleaned Alpha and I wound up having to, I pretty much coated Alpha with paint on all surfaces, just pretty much blocked that smell in, top coated and everything. Dickens, I pretty much put to the side for a while. The antique side table, I think, was the first project I worked on because, again, it did not get a name. So I think it was the first one I worked on. I had to redo the top. Strawberry, I think that one had to almost be rebuilt. And uh, I put back together the shelves, had to be recut. They all needed tons of work, which, again, today I would not even bought any of them. It's just in that moment, I was naive about all those kinds of things. But it was kind of cool to to learn these things early on. So sometimes you just have to go through the furniture artist's life to learn those lessons. And I've done a lot of these lessons learning to get where you are, where I am today. So those are exciting. And I'm really, and the one reason I called the One Piece Alpha is because of the first time, first project that I named. So I called it Alpha. So it's kind of cool to have that um, piece named that way. So if I had some of my lessons to learn on this experience, one, if you walk into a house and it smells really bad, probably best just to say, you know what, I'm going to pass. Because unless you're, it's a crazy, awesome piece and you're going to paint the whole thing inside it out, or you have some crazy cleaning techniques, it's probably not worth the problem. If you see warped wood and things that are just falling apart, probably a good idea to walk away. But I learned a lot from working on all those pieces. It taught me a lot. So I have no regrets, but those are my takeaways. Uh, it, it was pretty crazy to try and get the pieces all in, the, in our... We had a Hyundai Santa Fe, I think, at the time. So we were able to get about two pieces at a time. I don't remember what else we bought uh, while we were there. Uh, I do remember the people there being super nice. 
um, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's a tough experience whenever I go to an estate sale. I always think about why are they having an estate sale? Either people are being moved to a home or someone passed away. It's always kind of this sad moment. So when I take, when I buy a piece of furniture, I often think about, you know, I'm, I'm continuing the life of this piece, the heritage, if you will. Uh, so that's always kind of a nice takeaway. But um, I have other experiences I'm going to tell you about that kind of go back to this probate thing. It's just amazing that uh, people, there are certain processes that you have to go through when you start selling things of someone's estate. And I had no idea about that kind of thing. Come to find out, they still did not, they, they never contacted us back again. I think they just said, forget about it. It's not worth messing with. Because this stuff really wasn't salvageable. I mean, I worked a few miracles to get the pieces. Uh, but we love our cabinet, the one called Strawberry. Uh, it looks so nice. You can see pictures on my Facebook page. Uh, Dickens was was okay of a project. It was in, in fairly nice condition. And Alpha was, oh my goodness, I would never do that again. Um, but overall, it, it, was a, it was a good time to remember. It was fun just to sit down and say, what... Let's walk through that event again. Five years ago, early in my furniture artist career, the impact of that moment um, of getting those pieces, the the finding, the cleaning, the painting, and then eventually selling them. And so three of the four we sold. But uh, overall, they are they're all foundational experiences that we went through and, and make a great impact in your career you look back and you kind of laugh because you can't believe that you bought something from that position. But I think there's a little bit of a a part of life when you go through this that you kind of feel like it makes you um, it makes you feel like you're carrying on some kind of experience. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I love that part of this and I hope you do too. Anyways, this is episode three. I wanted to share that experience with you. I hope you have some great experiences that you can share with others too, and maybe even get an opportunity to document it. I'm Aaron with Bowtie Treasures here in the Bowtie Treasures studio. You're listening to the Furniture Artist Life with Aaron, episode number three in the books. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that was enjoyable. Let me know what you think. We'll talk to you all later. Thanks for listening to this episode. Be sure to check out our website, bowtietreasures.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, other furniture artists like you can find the show. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.